Hello, Pond Stars, and welcome to the Rat Hole. This is your host, Commissioner Zach Eichten, with my co-host today, team owner Randy's Donuts, Noel Tygen. Noel, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it is, it's wonderful to have you back here. Um, fresh off a win. Can't wait to, to get into that, but how are you feeling coming into week five here? Terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's uh, not much hope left on the uh, 90s Donuts uh, We've had a few pep talks with the teams uh, coming in and out of halves after games throughout the week, and there's just no hope on the team. Well, it's maybe, well. maybe uh, some, some analysis of your game here will <laughs> maybe turn that around. Maybe not. There's, there's Probably not. Knowing yet. Probably not. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into that uh, <laughs> analysis of what happened this past week. Um, and, and let's actually uh, let's start with your, with your game. Closest matchup of the week. Yeah. Um, with you sneaking a victory out 100.78 uh, to 98.76 over the dog sniffers. Yeah, that's what you call a sneak. That is that that is quite the sneak. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's tough. This is this is the second game already on Thomas's season um, where he's lost by less than two and a half points. Um, <laughs> and if we go back to uh, Last year, um, starting in week 10 of last year, uh, he's lost by less than two and a half points five times already. Uh, oh my gosh, it's been tough, it's been tough sledding, of course, <laughs> for the dog sniffers. Um, but it's, it's a good win for Randy's Donuts as you move to move to one and oh. Um, looking at your team here, what player are you most uh, are you most happy with right now, given their performance? Uh, I didn't, I didn't know that I was only one and oh, it's, it's good. I like that record a lot better than one and three, one and three, one and oh, in week four. Uh, but the player that I'm most happy with is Herbert. Um, he's struggled out of the gate a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was him or just, uh, the way that their team is functioning. Um, but he's really, he's been consistent all year and he's starting to throw dimes in the end zone. Um, and it, their offense, it looks very well run. Um, Eckler's running the ball really well, which has helped um, keep players out of the box. Same, yeah. Um, And so they're not able to blitz as much because they have to be in the box. And so that opens up the passing game a little bit more for Herbert. So he's been playing well. Excited to have him on the team this year. Go Ducks. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of of Herbert, especially with how he played in this last game by just like not at all giving Mike Williams the time of day. What a superb, what a superb guy, knowing I have a big matchup against the lock pops. As we'll get over there in a second. But um I'm really uh I'm really liking DK on your team right now. Um, you know, he he's sort of meeting expectations, but right now on your team, that's that's not yeah, he's uh to say so I I he's he's my favorite guy coming in off your squad this week. Uh, yeah, really- I mean Metcalf, he's been performing well, consistently getting eight targets about a game, um, which is good. Uh Russ and that uh Pete Carroll, that their relationship seems to be uh kinda kinda uh stringing out there. Uh, we'll see what happens with that offense here pretty quick. But luckily Russ has that relationship with Metcalf, which is much better than with Carroll. Um so hopefully. Metcalf can start exceeding expectations instead of getting that four for 60 and a touchdown a game, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, moving over to Thomas here. Uh, I think, I think the one player that I am, I'm most surprised by um, there's, there's actually, there's three players I'm really surprised by. Um, that's Tom Brady, uh, Travis Kelsey and Debo Samuel <laughs> with their performances this week, but Tom Brady takes the cake with just 
it was, it was a tough game to watch um, going up against his his former team in, in New England, um, only getting 11.06 points, dropping him out of the first place for rankings as a quarterback. Um, I was surprised by this. What are, what are your thoughts? on Yeah, that? Um, I, I wasn't terribly surprised just because of the weather that they had. It was pouring rain down there. Um, and even though Mac Jones seemed to be able to get the ball in position for his receivers to catch it, um, the Bucks receivers, it just there's a few times Antonio Brown let it slip right through his hands. Um, Tom was overthrowing some of his receivers. Um, so I'm sure it was different not having Gronk as his tight end in the red zone, but there just wasn't that connection there. But the Bucks didn't need it, luckily. Thomas did, but Thomas I, I was I was I was okay with Tom uh, not throwing a touchdown or anything that game. Yeah, that was that was a fun fun game to uh, to watch, but I was was surprised there. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the next matchup here. Uh, we'll go to mine, the Gluten Freaks versus the Lock Plapsas, um, which uh, if we look at the Pick'em, that was a one and nine record for, for the group um, with only one person getting that <laughs> game correct. Uh, I wonder who that could be. But it was me. Uh, fun fact. Surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, Weird. But yeah, Gluten Freaks uh, being led by current RB2 on the season, Austin Eckler uh, with 28 points. Um, I've just been absolutely thrilled with this guy uh, and his and his play this year. Um, can't complain about him. I am going to complain about the rest of my team not doing great and David Montgomery getting hurt after playing great. But um, Eckler can't complain. Yeah, no, Eckler, like I said, um, that whole offense has been running very smoothly this whole year, and they seem to know what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, Montgomery going down after those two touchdowns, that was tough to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who, who's able to pick up Damian Williams this weekend. But, yeah, your team is at its ups and downs, but whenever somebody doesn't perform well, like Marvin Jones and Logan Thomas this week, you have uh, you have the ability to have other players step up. So. Yeah, we'll have to uh, have to see how that goes. I got a. I feel like right now I have a lot of mid-range wide receiver twos on my team, um, and trying to figure out when to play each one of them has been a big challenge for me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough not having a solidified one, um, especially with you have Hopkins, but with uh, Murray spreading the ball around a lot more. AJ Green's getting six to eight targets a game. About he's taking some receptions away, so. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Dean in these next couple of matchups. Yeah. And, you know, we got uh, Sanders, Cooks on the bench, Julio when he's uninjured. You know, there's there's just a lot uh, going on in the wide receiver core. We'll see how it goes. But over on the lock plops to side, um, again, thanks to uh, Herbie not throwing the ball at all to Mike Williams. Mike Williams coming into week four is the wide receiver two on the year. Um, and leaving week four, uh, not that, um, with only one one reception for 11 yards. Yeah, that uh, that ended up being pretty lucky for you. Um, Mike Williams was deep. He burnt the corner um, on an 80-yard, what would have been an 80-yard touchdown, but Herbie yeah. just overthrew him. Um, whether or not that would have changed the matchup, I don't know. But, yeah, Mike Williams has looked very good this year, so it was a surprise to see him only get four targets yesterday. Um, and another surprise to me was the Packers. They, uh, they went away from what usually works for them, um, going away from Aaron Jones and Devontae. I mean, Devontae had 11 targets, but not having the two touchdowns that he typically does was a little bit strange to see. Um, but, I mean, I guess it just all played out to the game plan against Pittsburgh, who seems to be terrible this year. So, yeah, it was, it was tough to see John's players not perform as they usually do, but I'm sure you were happy to see that. Oh, thrilled. 
absolutely thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I really thought it was going to be another death by Cooper for me this week. You know, I had Amari Cooper week one absolutely roast me and then Cooper Cup <laughs> and then another Amari Cooper thanks to the Drew and John trade. Um, yeah. I was very worried, but uh, especially after the, the Logan Thomas injury. Um, but luckily, the rest of the team was pretty quiet for the Lock Plopses. Black Pops is moving to two and two as well. Um, and definitely a tough week for John. We'll see if the, if the team can bounce back next week. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting fantasy year. I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later too, but yeah. Um, let's move over to matchup number three here, uh, which is uh, the imposters with Kukak uh, versus the spring chickens. Lucas getting his highest ever points total. in the team. <laughs> Um at 162.36, which outpaces his 157 or whatever he had um, previously. Mm-hmm. Um, in large part here to core Daryl Patterson, or sorry, score Daryl Patterson, RB3 currently in fantasy rankings. For those who can't see, uh, which is everybody, I'm shaking my head, not only in disappointment that somehow he's his running back too, but in astonishment that he's his running back too. Yeah. But but also, I mean, three touchdowns. You can't complain. No, I know. Okay, having Cordero as a flex, fine. But having him as your running back too, like, and I know Lucas, he needed him, um, and it it worked out. I don't I don't know what the Falcons are doing, but they found something that worked in Scordero Patterson. So, I mean, I do think I do think Scordero was in the running back spot because Henderson had a later game. And Lucas was playing a smart fantasy manager position there, but yeah. it, <laughs> I mean, this team really came to play um, even without Kittle and Thielen um, doing what they normally do. Henderson had a great game, Prater, the bills, Barkley, and, you know, even, even Russ Wilson played, played well. He did have a fumble, but um, really solid performance from Lucas um, and the exact opposite can be said for Brennan and his spring chickens going to his lowest total score of the year and his third score under a hundred in the year as well. Yeah. It, uh, like I said earlier, this, this year has been weird. Um, and with Kukak getting 162, um, it's always interesting to see who performs well and who doesn't. Cause like you said, Thielen and Kittle only at six each and they, they're usually good for 12, 14, sometimes 20 points. And so he, uh, he even left some points on the table out there. Um, with Scordero getting those three touchdowns. But, yeah, it was tough to see Swan's team perform like this. He's got two strong running backs in Carson and Cook, but that Seattle offense, I like, it's weird because I feel like Pete Carroll wants to run, but the offense goes through Russ. And so it's interesting it's interesting to see that dynamic. Um, like I said, like, their relationship seems, seems to be stretching um, and getting close to being gone. Um, but, yeah, that Vikings-Cleveland game, Delvin had no room to run. Um, so he didn't do anything for him. And somehow CD Lamb only got two points. And that was very strange to see to me. So it was, yeah, like you said, it was a tough week for Brennan this week. Yeah, I, it's definitely a tough week for Brennan. I mean, we talked about um, that game in New England um, where yeah, it, it was tougher receivers all around. But I think what was really tough to see is Brennan starting Tyler Conklin. I don't know what led him to do that. Um but, yeah, Conklin had a he had a well, how many, he had an anomaly of a week last week. Yeah, um, scoring that touchdown. Did he even have two last week? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, and Swan at, with Gronk being out, he just had to kind of reach for somebody. Not like there's any good tight ends in the league besides the top three. Right. Um, so 
I mean, he was just kind of pick and choose at that point. And since Conklin had a good week, you never know. Yeah, and it was uh, it was tough to see for Brennan too. Uh, he had to play JD McKissick last week um, uh, with with the Dalvin injury. Um, who when he only got four point eight points, didn't play him the other two weeks uh, when he played <laughs> against the Giants and Atlanta though, um, and ended up getting you know double digits. Tough to see that on the bench, but honestly, would not have even made close yeah. to a difference exactly. um, because Lucas's score was just outrageous. <laughs> yeah, uh, that uh, you don't you don't see that every week. That's for sure. But the Bills defense getting twenty four points, but. Yeah, you I know. guess against Houston in the rain, I guess yeah. I can ex- expect that from the Bills, but I know, yeah. probably it's, not every week. No, it's uh, well, I, this past week it was interesting, much as the first three weeks. So, all right, let's move over to um, our fourth matchup here where we have the Google team names versus Jacks on, Jacks off in the battle for the golf ball whacker guy uh, trophy, traveling trophy between Josh and Sam. Sam was holding the trophy prior to this game. And now that moves over to Josh and that has been updated on our trophies page on the Pong stars website. <laughs> so take it, take a look over there. Um, but Josh getting a win 133.84 to 121.32 over Sam. Um, I, I guess my, my, uh, the biggest sadness here uh, for, for Samer is probably watching Taysom Hill rush for two touchdowns instead of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and then it's not like Kamara didn't have a good game or didn't deserve touchdowns. He had 120 yards on 20-some carries, um, but that's just who Taysom is, and that's how they run that offense when he's in the game. Um, it's not through Kamara anymore. It's through Taysom Hill. Um, and so that's just the risk you get with having Kamara this year um, with Drew Brees gone. So, Yeah, it definitely definitely sad to see um, from, from Samer's uh, point of view. But um, one thing to really highlight, Sam's players here is uh, DJ Moore getting uh, nearly 30 points. Um, this guy is, is pretty awesome right now. Wide receiver four on the year. Um, and he is really connecting with Sam Darnold down in uh, Carolina. Yeah, they definitely found something with Darnold and Moore. Um, I don't know what Matt rule knew about before bringing Darnold in um, or what, or if they did, were able to find that connection when they brought Darnold in. Uh, but yeah, they definitely strung up some sort of relationship and are leaving Robbie Anderson out to dry because he has done nothing this year. Um, but yeah, and I, I think another nice surprise for Sam is Leonard Fournette. Um, everybody knows that the Bucks running backs can be in the doghouse in the after one play. Um, and that's what happened with Ronald Jones, as Bruce Arians said that Fournette is going to be their starting running back right as of right now. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if that continues going forward, because if he has Kamara and vintage Fournette playing for him, he's uh, got two strong running backs as well. Yeah, um, I'm I am wondering here uh, what Sam is going to have to do about Josh Jacobs being back. He, did, he had kind of a uh, quiet week in his uh, return here, um, and he is still kind of in a timeshare with Kenyon Drake. Not not all that much. Um, Peyton Barber got injured, so it really increase Jacob's role um, in his return here, but moving forward, it'll be interesting to see how Sam handles that in the running back spot, um, especially with Latavius Murray and Jonte Williams uh, potentially uh, getting in that playing time as well. But for Josh's team here, a um, couple of things to note first real down week for Cooper cup this year, he had to come back to earth sometime um, eight sometime. points, but uh mm-hmm. Ended up not mattering as Josh was able to move into another win here. 
yeah, this was a this was a great matchup to watch. Um, they both scored well this week, unlike some other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting to, because I think we were all waiting for Cooper Cup to come back down, like you said. Um, and getting eight point nine points, I mean, that's not what you want from a the number one wide receiver. I mean, he had thirteen targets, so they missed on numerous occasions. Um, but it helps when you have Terry McLaurin get two touchdowns against the Atlanta, horrible Atlanta defense, um, as well as James Robinson and Zeke both getting to 20 points again this week. So Josh, uh, Josh had a strong showing this week. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to keep it going forward, um, especially with AJ Brown being out this week as well. So. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see how, um, how much James Robinson has increased after those first couple of weeks um smart of josh to continue to play him i think it jacksonville finally remember they have a running back yeah uh, which has been helping uh their game for sure yeah josh josh knew what he had in james robinson but urban meyer didn't realize he still doesn't realize what's going on um josh is a better coach than urban meyer confirmed yeah um and so i think I i think it's a good play for josh to keep him in the lineup because even if well at some point, fingers crossed, hopefully Urban Meyer gets fired for being the bozo that he is. Uh, I think once they get another coach in there, I think they will realize that James Robinson is that guy for them. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how um, the offseason shapes up and we'll, we'll have to see how James Robinson performs this year. But the introduction of Travis Etienne back into the mix going into next season could be a problem for Robinson again. But. Yeah, that's that's next year. Josh Josh has got a good back in James Robinson this year, though. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our last uh, matchup here, which was our game of the week and the introduction of the bowling man um, between Drew Mahold and (laughs) Tony Townsend. Gruesome Grinders versus Worse Than Trash. And let's just say Worse Than Trash was Gruesome (laughs) Grinders in this this matchup here, 136.02 to 104.2. Yeah, Tony forgot his bowling shoes this week, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I think he got fooled. I don't know how much attention Tony pays, but with Campbell, the uh, Lions head coach, saying that they're going to be seeing a lot more swift. Um, I think he got fooled by that because somehow he only had eight carries um, in this game, and so he only got out for six points, which was uh, which is tough to see. Um, it definitely isn't going to help against somebody who scores 130 points and has a receiver go for 47 or 900 or whatever it was in Tyreek Hill. Yep. But yeah, I mean, not, not, I don't think there's anything Tony can do. Um, 130 points in a 10 man league. Like it's tough to beat unless you get some people going off for you, like a hun- uh, getting over a hundred points. I feel like is solid because that means you have numerous players getting high teens, 20, 20 point performances. So, I mean, Tony had a good week. He just had a couple of mishaps, which I mean, that's fantasy. So yeah, nothing on Tony's end. No, it, it was definitely a tough week um, for Tony. Tony is relying a lot on the lions offense. Um, with <laughs> not what you want to see, but... <laughs> um, which is not, not great. Not the best team to be reliant on. Um you know, typically they've been playing, they've been playing well, but the, the real standout here so far has been to me, the absolute difference that uh, Najee Harris has made in the running back room for this, for this squad comparatively to the first overall pick of last year's draft with Clyde yeah. Harris has been 
above and beyond that. Um, and obviously I'm jealous of that, but that is, that's really what, um, that was really a, a solid pickup by Tony. He was, you know, I, I know going into the draft, he was probably not going to take him without the Dobbins injury. And I think he made, uh, a great pick. Um, so he got lucky with that, with that news. Yeah. I mean, as, as bad as it was for Dobbins to get injured, it helped Tony in hindsight. Um, like you said, because he's just going to be that workhorse for them. Ho- hopefully he doesn't get injured. I don't wish injuries on anybody, but it's always a problem or an, it, it can be when uh, you get that many touches in a game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, last week he had like 19 uh, targets. This week was uh, a more. Yeah, that than 19 seven, targets was real. But um, definitely good. But Drew's team here, um, Drew's team is a real powerhouse. Uh, it, it can be. Yeah. It's uh, it all depends on how the chiefs want to play that week. Yes, that, that is true. Um, and when they want to play well, uh, Tyreek Hill can get 186 yards, 11 receptions, <laughs> and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah. It, it's weird how that works. Snag that number one um, receiver spot here. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry's is the number one uh, is the number one running back. Pat Mahomes, number one QB right now. And then the pickup of Giblet over the last week has been has been great so far yeah yeah I would, I would agree with that Gibson Gibson's a good back and uh I know I questioned John when he drafted him last year um just because I know that he was a receiver in college uh well everybody knows that but I was so I was hesitant to, to draft him but John saw something in him and uh he, he was able to make a trade which helped his team this year for him um but yeah Derrick Henry I, I I don't understand how he continues to just be as good as he is um with the amount of touches that he gets it's it's insane to me and yeah it's crazy but it's so much fun to watch just because he doesn't slow down um and so like as much as i envy trading him to drew it's like you can't help but root for the guy just because he's he's just insane absolutely well congrats drew you your uh your trophy is now in the trophy case on the pong stars website so uh go take a look at that it should be updated (laughs) by now um but let's move on here. I got a fun fact of the week, actually, while we are talking about Drew's team. So let's head on over there now. All right. So last year, uh, this is the this is a fun fact. Drew Mahold traded away to me, Austin Eckler and Cooper Cup. For Kenyon Drake and Tyler Lockett. Oof. Had he, <laughs> had he not done that and had he kept his appropriate keepers, yeah. this, is, this is all this is all hypothetical on who his keepers <laughs> would have been. Drew Mahold could have kept Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, number one and number two through four weeks in running back. He could have kept Patrick Mahomes the number one quarterback (laughs) and Cooper cup and Tyreek Hill, the number one and two wide receivers through four weeks. Yeah. It's uh, that's, it's, that's going to be tough for Drew to swallow uh, because we all know that he envies the trade that he made with John giving him Adams and Jones. (laughs) And so I just, I'm just laughing because I can just hear Drew's reaction in my head. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, that, yeah, he's going to be kicking himself. I mean, he's his team is still performing fantastic. So, but yeah, he, he can be I mean, running he's away doing with it very this year. well. But yeah. it is, <laughs> I I can just hear Drew's silence right now um, as <laughs> as he 
looks into the metaphorical camera uh, <laughs> as he contemplates the choices he made. Um, but I'm I'm certainly happy for it. I wish I kept Cooper Cup. That would have been nice. yeah, yeah, for me sure. Me, but um, you know I didn't, and you know we all make <laughs> mistakes. Uh, it's really interesting how much fantasy changes it like year to year. It, it yeah, really is it's incredible. It is it is crazy. Um, and like I said, like I, I I'm sure as everybody does, I felt pretty confident coming into this year, and yeah. I'm 110 points behind Drew so far total scoring and it's yeah it's great it's just mind-blowing because never would I have thought that Derrick Henry would be the number one back again through four weeks this year just because I would have thought he would have got hurt or yeah I don't know but yeah good good for Drew I'm it's it's fun to it's fun to watch when a team is consistently this good and not consistently bad like my team so hats off to Drew and I I just watch your team every week to make myself feel better (laughs) doing great um, all right, let's let's head uh, over to um, our new segment here, um, and that that is called predictions. No one really cares about. Folks, this is uh, predictions no one really cares about. This is where the segment that Noel and I um, take a player that doesn't really have any real fantasy impact um, and make a menial prediction about them. Um, an example, of course, is that bet I made with John of Naeem, Naeem Hines averaging between 8 and 12 points this year in fantasy. Um, and I'm very excited to introduce this segment because I think it is something that we can check back on later, but it doesn't actually impact anything. Uh, so for my first prediction that nobody really cares about because it doesn't impact anything is that former certified first rounder philip Lindsay will not score more than nine points more than twice this season <laughs> and that's the big prediction the houston plays two easy teams <laughs> from my from my read of the schedule so he might get more than nine in two games but oh, not more man. than twice. You heard it here first. Certified first rounder <laughs> Philip Lindsay, no more than twice scoring more than nine points. I can't help but laugh at that. <laughs> it's just something so foolish. It's a it's a it's a good prediction. I I mean I think it is. That, I mean it is it is a good prediction. That's for sure. But it's just it's, as goofy as this segment was. I did not think I would laugh that much. But, <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. All right. My right. prediction is that Mo Alley Cox, the tight end for the Colts, who had two touchdowns last week, he will not score more than 10 points the rest of the season. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Even though he is a red zone target, nobody cares about him because nobody has him in fantasy because he never scores except twice in one week for some reason. He'll, he'll I'm, I'm pretty sure he did week. that last year too. He had like two or three touchdowns in a game and then. Never heard of again. That's I. I feel like that's every every single year. Um, he has like, yeah, he yeah, seventeen points last week, and then the the only <laughs> he only has one transaction history in our league, 
added from free agency October 7th of 2020 and then dropped October 8th of 2020. Who was the pickup? It was me. No, it was uh, tightest of tight ends, Thomas Strom. Oh, was it really? Wow. Yeah. I would have thought that I picked him up at one point just because, yeah. like I said, there's, of course Thomas picked him up, but everybody always scrambles for tight ends during the middle of the season, and so I would have thought maybe I needed him or something. I don't know. But, yeah, Th- Thomas would have been the easy answer. That's yeah, foolish he me. scored. he scored – 13 and a half and then 12 and a half two weeks in a row and then just evaporated into the ether and never did anything again um sounds about right yeah so uh here's here's for that bet (laughs) good bets and thanks for tuning into predictions that nobody really cares about that nobody really cares about all right stuff let's get on into our our uh previews for week number five Week number five. All right. Here we go. Uh, The first one up is a battle of the two and twos of the gluten freaks versus worse than trash. Um, The gluten freaks obviously coming off of a injury with our RB2 of David Montgomery and worse than trash coming off of uh, a tough loss and wanting to to get back in it, get to that three and two mark. Um, what uh, what player on each of these teams are you watching this week? Uh, so for Tony's team, I'm, I'm interested to see Diggs' performance. Um, he, he's been consistent around 10 to 15 points every week, but he hasn't had that big week yet that he had numerous times last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he's, he's, he's receiver 19, which isn't bad, but for Diggs, I would have expected more, and I'm sure everybody else was as well. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to be interested in watching him, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense is like, I don't know, it's Play-Doh. It's, people just run all over it, and yeah, it's crazy. Um, but then for your team, uh, for the Gluten Freaks, um, I'm going to be interested in Eckler. Um, he's, he's been dominating this year, like we talked about, and so I want to see if he's able to keep it up, um, especially against a tight run defense that the Browns have, um, holding Dalvin to – just a few yards last week. So it'll be interesting to see what the Chargers are able to cook up against them. Yeah, uh, that's definitely going to be one to watch for me. I think on my team, um, the player that I'm currently having to watch most closely is uh, Michael Carter, my now RB2, um, <laughs> which is, is tough to see. Um, but going against an Atlanta defense that has given up a lot of points to running backs. Good old Atlanta. We're going we're gonna to see this. I mean, honestly, this matchup is the reason why he's currently um, in contention to be in that RB2 spot. Uh, and that is that is the guy to watch because if he's going to have a breakout um, game as a rookie, it's going to be against this team because he can't. And do it's it in London. So, yeah, he can't do it against the Jets because he's unfortunately there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that's able to do it. We'll see um, if he gets some London magic. Yeah. Uh, guy I'm watching on Tony's team here is going to have to be uh, TJ Hawkinson against Minnesota. I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that the Minnesota defense is any good, um, but I'm also not convinced that the Lions offense is any good. So yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting to watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't it, Hawkinson's weird. Um, he's like their only big target they have, but their offense is so bad. They can't even get him the ball. So, yeah, well, it's Jared got for you. It, That's also true. He yeah. tends to overthrow and underthrow receivers. So, yeah. sorry, Tony. He's, he's no good. Uh, <laughs> he is no good. 
Jared Goff is the Atlanta Falcons of quarterbacks. <laughs> I didn't even say he's the New York Jets of quarterbacks. Should be better. He's just not. True. That is a, that is a good, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on over here okay. to uh, our next matchup of the Lock Plopstas versus the Gruesome Grinders. John versus Drew. Probably our, in my opinion, the highest powered matchup that we're going to see this season, most likely. Um between the unless Kukak decides to show out again, but yeah, I would agree. Uh, just based off the off the uh, off the roster here, um, I'm I'm looking at uh, Aaron Jones here um, on John's team against Cincinnati. Uh, I just, you know, Aaron Jones has been really weird this season. He started off really slow, three point two points in week one. Um, had a really don't big don't week. even bring up week two. Don't really big week up in week okay. two, um, but then sort of drop back down to not what I expected. Right now he's RB four <coughs> on the year, but um, he had he faced a tough defense. We're gonna see if he can uh, bounce back. Uh, yeah, against Cincinnati. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, getting thirty eight points it helps bring you up to the top five of running backs. But yeah, it will be interesting to see his performance. And then I am watching um, over on the grinders side of things um i'm watching to see what giblet can do against new orleans um he had a good week um against a tougher defense in buffalo and a good week against the not as good defense in atlanta um got the new orleans defense uh coming up which is has been fairly fairly good um can't wait to see what this guy can do yeah um it'll it'll be interesting to watch giblet but uh I'll have my eyes on Mahomes next week, uh, Sunday night, as will everybody, because they're playing the Bills. Um, and so it's a little bit easier to throw for five touchdowns against the Philadelphia team um, over yeah. the Bills team, who just had quite a few picks against Houston. But, I mean, that's Davis Mills. But, uh, yeah, with them losing two games to the Chargers and the Ravens, it'll be interesting to see if they can have their defense show up and Mahomes show up as well. So I'll be watching him. Um, but for John, I'm going to be watching Nick Chubb. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's been, he's been around, uh, but it's tough when you have Kareem Hunt as your quote unquote backup, just because Stefanski seems to keep him on the field in the red zone. Um, it seems that like, Stefanski likes getting Hunt the ball more and giving him more opportunities to score. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if Chubb, has it one of those breakout games or if the charges are going to keep him in check and have hunt play more. So that, that's yeah. what I'm watching for this matchup. It was really interesting to watch because while Chubb had 21 attempts um, and a hundred yards, he was on the field less than cream hunt. Um, so, and, and every time I saw a big play more than likely um, it was cream hunt. So I'm definitely interested in watching how this timeshare um, measures up moving into the future here. Yep. But uh, let's move on here to our next matchup. It's yours, Randy's Donuts versus Jack's on, Jack's off. Um, who are you watching on your team this week? Well, I mean, for, for me, it's two. I, I, I want to watch Waddle and Hubbard um, just because Waddle, he's been, he's been there and then he disappears for a game and then he comes back, but and so it'll be interesting to see if he gets that 10 targets again, which he's had a couple times this week or this year, or if he's just going to fade into non-existence again. Um, and then for Hubbard, he played well last week for uh, filling in for McCaffrey, but I want to see 
Uh, Matt Rule will give him some more opportunities to score instead of having Sam Darnold lead the league in rushing touchdowns for some ungodly reason. <laughs> and then maybe that's selfish to me to be watching for, but I don't know. That's it's it's what I'm doing. It's definitely interesting to watch um, for sure. Uh, I'm watching on your team here. Uh, I'm watching Kyle Pitts. Um, he has been fine. He's been yeah. a plug. He's been fine yeah. as a tight end. But they're up against the Jets. If this is a, if there's going to be a week to break out, it's going to be this week. Um, and I think that he has all the skill, and it's just a matter of script is going to allow him uh, to get some some more targets um, and then some more catches as a result. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm watching on your team. Yeah, and the tough part for me with Pitts is he he's had the opportunity. He gets almost nine targets at least a game, but I don't know if it's because Matt Ryan is. A, boomer and he can't connect with the youth and 20 year old Kyle Pitts or what, <laughs> but they just can't seem to find that connection. So I, I like, I, it would be nice to see him have a good game, but I mean, getting seven ish points from a tight end that is in the top three. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It, it, and that's, that's exactly it. It's fine. Um, over on uh, Josh's team, I'm going to be watching um, Cooper cup here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody is. Uh, this, this guy has been an absolute um, dream killer in the first three weeks and then fell back to earth. Um, but I am very excited to see if those first three weeks were the the pattern or if it was uh, just like defenses figuring out that they need to cover cup more than woods at this point, um, which I think is very possible. Yeah, I mean him and him and Stafford really hit it off. It seems like, and they have some some sort of strong connection where they they know where each other is going to put the ball, and so Cup is always in that right spot. Um, and they're playing against Seattle, who isn't the best passing defense. So it, it will it will be interesting to see if Cup goes to the moon again or not. But um, for me, I'm going to be watching Zeke because he had a two touchdown game le- last week. Um, and that hasn't happened for a long time. It feels like it feels like Zeke has really been lackluster. And so he gets a pretty easy New York Giants team. Um, and not like Josh is going to need a lot of points to beat me, but it'll be interesting to see if Zeke is able to keep that performance going and run all over that Giants defense. Yeah. Zeke has had, uh, since 2019, uh, that's actually only his fourth, uh, two rushing touchdown weeks, um, in since 2019 so yeah tough tough to see um he's gotten some receiving touchdowns in there too but uh Zeke is definitely on my on my list of guys to watch um in my other league I have the combination of Lamar Zeke and James Robinson so (laughs) I'm a big fan of Josh's team and I'd love if they do do very well um go Josh um those three guys yeah well like I said lucky for Josh he doesn't need to do too well this week because it doesn't take much to beat me that, that is that is true. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move over to our next uh, game here, which is Sam and the Google Team Names versus Kukak and Duh Imposters. Um, this week on, on Sam's team, I'm watching Alvin Kamara. Um, I, we talked about it earlier, how Taysom Hill has vultured two touchdowns already on the goal line. Although, I don't know if you saw that run. I mean, Taysom Hill that, it was, just, it was an angry that run. touchdown for sure. Yeah. Um but that's obviously a huge bummer for Camara owners. Um, and I just seeing how Sean Payton decides to deploy Taysom Hill into the lineup. Um, I'm watching Alvin Kamara to see um, if that's going to make the big impact in this matchup. 
Yeah, I mean, that's always a good one to watch because, like, like we talked about with Taysom, that's what you get. Um, you know he's going to vulture some runs and hopefully doesn't get in for a touchdown, but it's just what happens. Um, what I'm interested to see is Kelvin Ridley. Um, Sam, Sam has had a good performance from DJ Moore throughout the year, but Kelvin Ridley, he's been pretty quiet um, for being one of the top receivers last year and everybody projecting him to be that number one with Julio gone. Um, but the most points he's had this year is 15.8. And so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to, as we talked about with the Falcons playing the Jets, if he's able to have that bounce or that breakout game, um, but that bounce back game, whatever you want to call it. But that, that's who I'm watching. That's a great one. Um, over for Lucas here. Um, do we have to say it? It's Cordero Patterson. Cordero, <laughs> Cordero this, this Patterson. is obviously the guy that we're watching um, going against the Jets. I'm, I'm anticipating another three-touchdown performance from this at this rate. I think you yeah. have to, yeah. At this point, that's all you can expect. Um, I, don't, I can't believe Sleeper only has him projected at 10 points. Like, give him 30, project him at 30. Yeah, he is He is clearly uh, – <laughs> I think I think he has clearly risen above Mike Davis, um, at least in my mind, um, on this Atlanta team. But he still is on Atlanta, and Atlanta stinks. So we'll see how that <laughs> they They are very underwhelming. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm uh, I'm picking George Kittle because he's tight end 11 on the year. Um, and that's mainly because the 49ers offense, it hasn't been great, hasn't been bad. Um, but with Jimmy Garoppolo having that calf injury mm-hmm. um, and whether or not he will play this week, um, I, I, I think their offense is better with Trey Lance. And so I think Kittle has a better chance with him in. But if they go back to Garoppolo, I mean, Garoppolo just feeds Kittle the ball. So I don't think you can go wrong either way. Uh, but I, I'm watching Kittle see if he can get one of those 20 point performances that we've seen from him. Absolutely. And I think he definitely has that potential still. Um, well, let's move on over to our game of the week here. Um, it is, I believe our closest projected <coughs> right now, or yeah, very close to yep. the mothers, but, um, and that is the one in three teams of Brennan and the spring chickens versus Thomas and the dog sniffers. Uh, yeah both of these teams obviously looking for uh the ship to get righted on this on this team um and one of them is going to move to one and four and i don't know who that is right now but um on brennan's team i am looking at uh chris carson uh as my guy to watch um yeah as you mentioned it seems like there's a little bit of tension in seattle um around the role of running backs versus quarterbacks and receivers and all that jazz um and while he had a uh, had a pretty good um first three weeks only 3.6 points last week um and a little bit of doubt on um why that is and why his carries have been very limited this year yeah it uh it was strange seeing Alex Collins in the game so much for the Seahawks um, and taken away from Carson, but much like the uh, Bucks, uh, it seems as Pete Carroll is easy to put his running backs in the doghouse if they make a mistake. Um, for me, I'm watching uh, Chris Godwin uh, because he, he's been strong this year, um, but I, I, I don't know. For me, I want to see him have a bigger performance. I mean, he had 19 the first week, but that was against the Cowboys, but I, I just feel like I haven't heard much from him this, this year so far. And so I'm a, I want to, I want to see him have a breakout game, especially against that Miami team. Yeah. I, and I think against Miami is probably the time that it's going to happen. If it's going to yeah. happen anytime soon um, over on Thomas's team, I'm looking at Miles Sanders um, coming into the season. Uh, Thomas obviously kept uh, Ronald Jones 
quote unquote workhouse back um, once everybody else gets injured uh, is what <laughs> Thomas has said. Um, but Miles Sanders was his, his guy that he was targeting in the draft, got him early, um, but has been so far very lackluster this year, um, scoring under seven or under um, for the last three weeks. Um, and over the last two games, a total of nine carries. And just like for uh, like awareness and for context here, Derrick Henry had 33 in the last game alone. Um, so that, that is certainly not great. No. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's tough to see because I was a huge Miles Sanders fan coming out of Penn state. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know what they're doing in Philadelphia with him. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is somehow splitting time with him. Somebody who I had never heard of before this year. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's tough to see for Thomas, but I've been through that pain having him on my team two years ago when he was a rookie and John knowing the pain last year. It's just what you get with the Eagles. Like they're a strange organization and they don't like to stick with one back. Um, but for me, I'm watching Debo Samuel. Um, he's had a couple of huge games this year so far. And so it'll be interesting to see if like he, they just keep feeding him the ball or if they're going to try and find some other people in the offense, because it felt like last year, they like Debo would have a good game and then he'd be quiet for like five weeks. Yeah. And then he'd have another big game. And so ha- having the two big games in four weeks so far, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he stays in the top five receivers, but that's who I'm watching. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's going to do it uh, here at the rat hole. Thanks for tuning in and we will uh, catch you next time. Bye. where the theme music comes in i'm gonna do the uh the avengers kazoo music. yes yeah. big fan of kazoos uh, even bigger fan of zoos it's same <laughs> <laughs>